0: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith & Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith & Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it.
1: I was conversing with one of my good friends the other day about our upcoming birthdays. We are both turning 37, and for whatever reason, this year and that number have hit particularly hard – now, if you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, that number might make you laugh because in all reality, it is young. But if you're in your early 20s, you might have the same reaction we are having. 35 and 36 were okay in our heads because they seemed closer to 30, even though technically they weren't. But 37 is a whole new ball game, and our thoughts have been getting the best of us. And to be honest, so have our bodies. We noticed that along with this new number, we'd felt a bit of the wear and tear of the last four, well, almost four decades. We are still fit and healthy ladies, but pregnancies, intense workouts, and injuries have started to show a bit. My friend mentioned that she was having a hard time, particularly realizing that she couldn't do something she loved anymore because of a past injury. I lamented with her because I had felt the same thing about other areas of my life. Until this point, we've felt invincible, although we've known darn well that we are not. It was an odd conversation for two genuinely joyful women who look on the bright side of life 90% of the time. And although we are facing physical battles, I believe that we are facing more of a mental battle than anything. Because as life does, it will bring you physical and psychological struggles. But in the case of aging, it does not have to be a downhill spiral. You can age very, very well. I have known 80-year-olds sharper than me in my 20s. And thanks to the internet, I have also seen a 90-year-old gymnast complete a floor routine making moves I can't even fathom. Genetics paired with determination, motivation, hard work, and mental toughness can keep you living well into old age until Jesus calls you home. As I was reading my devotion this morning, it mentioned an article titled 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morton, a licensed clinical social worker. Naturally, I was curious, so I took a peek at it and discovered that a few of the 13 things could combat much of what my friend and I were feeling. So I want to share the ones that stuck out to me. One. They don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. My friend and I usually aren't the kind to stay down and feel sorry for ourselves very long. But I am guilty of this at this moment. With how well I treat my body, I thought I would be in much better physical shape at this time in my life. However, with two C-sections and carrying heavy babies around for almost the past four years, my body has given me some fits. But self-pity rarely gets you anywhere, and as the Word of God does, it can gently correct you like how 1 Peter 4, verses 12-13 through corrected me. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. We know this as Christians, but it is tough to remember that when we are in our sufferings, it is the greatest time to rejoice as God's glory will be revealed to us. Whether here on earth or in heaven, our pain physically and mentally will be taken away. We are victorious here today, and we can stand firm on that. Two, they don't shy away from change. Life can gradually change, or it can change in an instant. After these past couple of years, I think most people are starting to get used to a bit of change, but being flexible with your plans, hopes, and dreams can be challenging. However, change is inevitable, and adapting to change can become a superpower. As Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. The following verses go on to depict the types of seasons we will go through in life, like a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to tear, and a time to mend. It warns us so beautifully that there will be twists and turns along the way, and by standing firm in our faith, we can face the change head-on, knowing God's got our back. Three, they don't dwell on the past. So in the past, my friend and I ran half marathons, but now, could we still do it? Maybe but it doesn't feel as achievable as it has in the past. Rather than thinking about what we possibly can't do, we can look forward to the things that we can do. As Amy Morin says, mentally strong people don't waste time dwelling on the past and wishing things could be different. They acknowledge their past and can say what they've learned from it. However, they don't consistently relive bad experiences or fantasize about the glory days. Instead, they live for the present and plan for the future. And as simply put in Isaiah 43.18, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Instead, focus on the here and now. Take what you have learned and use that for good in your present and in your future. 4. They don't waste energy on things they can't control. My friend and I can't control that we're turning 37. Aging is just something we can't control, no matter how many creams or serums we use. The days are long, but they fly by fast, and there is nothing we can do about that. But we can control our attitude toward aging and everything else in life. My friend does a fantastic job at this concept, but I'm learning. Bad things will happen, and unexpected things will happen, but how we react to them determines the outcome. I'm going to state an overused quote here, but it is so true. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. And we know that to be true because we've all been in situations where two people are affected by the same thing, but one responds calmly and the other frantically. I was just chatting with a woman about this the other weekend when it comes to our husbands, God has wired us so different that sometimes it can simultaneously be a bit maddening yet hilarious because the mess in my bathroom is no skin off my husband's back, but to me causes anxiety and feelings of inadequacy. Same situation, but two different reactions. I can't control that I am in a messy stage of life right now with two young children But I can control my thoughts and emotions within this stage and somehow flip the anxiety to laughter, or at least not caring about it as much like my husband. Five, they don't give up after the first failure, and I will add, after many. The article says that people with mental toughness don't view failure as a reason to give up. Instead, they use failure as an opportunity to grow and improve. They are willing to keep trying until they get it right. As we continue to live life, failures will come our way. Whether it is our bodies that tell us we can no longer run a half marathon, or as we tackle new skills or a new career that brings failures, choosing to view those times as a growth opportunity to improve will only benefit us. So I can't run, or I really don't want to run a half marathon anymore but I can join a fantastic workout program that pushes me to continue to reach the strength goals I set for myself. So maybe you completely bombed your first meeting with a potential new client. Go back to the drawing board, do a little more research and try again. Or you started a business and months later are still not making revenue. Reevaluate where you put your time, energy and resources and change up the business plan. The bottom line is don't give up. Harriet Beecher Stowe said, never give up, for that is just the place and the time that the tide will turn. And as a newbie in the entrepreneurial world, I will tell you that every time I think I failed, that is when God has shown up and made something that was nothing into something extraordinary. So if God views failures as an opportunity for him to show up and do something big, don't you think you should too? So that's just five of the 13 things mentally strong people do not do. I will leave the full article for you to review in the show notes, as there are quite a few more that I left out that could help you navigate life's ups and downs. However, I want to leave you with this. We have been blessed with this one life, and your attitude and walk with God are the two most important things. If you want to live a joyful life that stands the test of time, you need to keep God first in your life and second, keep his word close to your heart as it will dictate how you view the obstacles that come your way. Isaiah 43:19 reminds us that God is always doing a new thing and he will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. With our eyes fixed on him, another birthday becomes a blessing. An injury becomes an opportunity to see him work in miraculous ways. And a broken heart, a place for unexplainable peace. So lean in deep, because that's what mentally strong people do. Love and Prayers, Erica.
0: Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.